anybody out there doing Easter work like crazy? Am I the only one? I highly doubt it. Hey, this is Dave Shrine here for the Church Marketing Podcast. Very excited to have the final sneak peek episode coming to you right before Easter Sunday. Y'all, I've been putting in crazy hours, and as a matter of fact, recording this right now, I just got off writing uh, a whole bunch of intense copy for our Sunday program. I'll go ahead and I'll post in the show notes what I've been working on, but uh, for our program, I was trying to determine what, what do we want to invite people back to? Our major assimilation process isn't going to kick off again until August. And so I was thinking, you know, what, what do I want to invite people back to for the week after Sunday? And I chatted with our leadership team and we decided that we wanted them to come back for our Sunday series. But let's face it, people who don't go to church regularly, they really don't give a care about what your Sunday morning series is. I mean, if you're doing a series on something extremely volatile, and I think we can all fill in the blanks on what a volatile topic would be for each of our geographic locations, maybe they'd be interested in a series. Or if you're doing a series about the rapture or the end times, I'm sure there's some people who would come out of the woodworks for that. But by and large, people just don't care about what we are doing as a church. People who don't go to our church regularly, they don't care what series we're in. To them, they're there for Easter Sunday. So we decided that we wanted to invite them back for our series that we were opening up, a series about Jesus. So how do we word that so it doesn't sound like a series. So it sounds like something that intrigues them. I think I did a pretty good job. I had a lot of input from other folks on our staff. And so I'll post what I actually landed on in the churchmarketingsucks.com show notes. You can go to churchmarketingsucks.com slash CMP and you can find this episode as well as all of the previous sneak peek episodes we've done. And, uh, and, and yeah, so because I've been working like crazy and because I know you're working like crazy, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, I had a conversation with Jerry true last week. I launched the first half of the conversation and as promised, I wanted to launch the second half of the conversation. It's a little bit shorter. It's good stuff. And uh, at the end, Jerry, uh, Jerry offers up a prayer that I would just encourage you to hang around for, to make sure to get to. And as a matter of fact, if you're really not interested in listening to much of this episode, just fast forward to the prayer and, um, and allow, uh, allow God to, uh, to work through this recorded, uh, podcast that I did with Jerry. Uh, I'll see you guys after the, uh, after the, the rest of the interview. And, uh, here's the second half of the interview with Jerry true. So I'm super curious, how do you guys keep from bloating one of your services over another with, you know, a 45% increase in attendance on Easter? How do you, how do you spread that out? We, we encourage those two weeks in advance um, before the Easter um, services come. We're announcing and, and focusing, literally, we're, we're limiting our announcements to really only focus in on Easter to make sure that it's clearly communicated what service opportunities they are across all of our campuses. And what, you know, when we don't announce all of our service times for all campuses at every campus, we, we focus on individualizing that to the needs of that campus location. But what we, we do is we encourage those who are regular attenders 
to utilize that Friday evening unique opportunity for coming on a, on a good Friday Easter service to come to that. Now, it is the same service at every replicated six times at our broadcast campus, as well as every other location. They're doing the same play on any additional services. So they're not creating a unique experience that's separate because that only, again, adds burden to the, the long weekend anyway if they're mm-hmm. trying create an additional experience that's separate from what everybody's going to get. Because honestly, what people are going to want to do, especially if you live in like in San Antonio where there's a Catholic culture, Good Friday is a really important Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to want to come to Good Friday and come back on Sunday in many cases. And so we're, we're trying to limit that to some degree to make sure there's enough room for everybody who wants to come. And so we encourage people to come to Friday or to the extra Saturday night service. And, um, and typically those end up swelling because we encourage that and we have to go into overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. We're, we would rather a regular attender experience an overflow experience, which is lackluster compared to our live in the worship center experience and, and make sure that our guests who are coming on that day have the greatest opportunity for that catalyst in their spiritual growth. Mm. That's good. One thing we did last year, and it seemed to work pretty well as we were reviewing our numbers as we planned for this year, was uh, we our 7 a.m. service is just never really highly attended. I mean, it's 7 a.m., so people aren't super excited about getting up, especially in our uh, geographical location. But we put together like a 90-second video, and it had a real cheesy like radio broadcaster's voice over the top saying, uh, you need to co- you need to come to our 7 a.m. VIP service, and then we said there'd be like um, concierge uh, donuts and coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we said uh, it, uh, and re- once you're inside, relax in your theater style reclining seat. Your seat may actually vary, and all sorts of stuff like that. And and we saw a great increase in uh, in our 7 a.m. attendance last year. I, and I think what that talks to what you mentioned with the the heavy Catholic background in San Antonio and and, you know, kind of what I'm talking up with our background here in Ahwatukee, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, is you've really got to be in tune with, with your people. you got to know what speaks their language. And while a, a really cheesy, funny video might work here for us, it may not necessarily work there for you. So um, Know your audience. Know That's- your audience. Yeah. Is there any... Is there any type of um, is there any type of just real quick? Hey, this is one way you can know your audience, um, or any type of advice that you would give somebody as they're trying to identify who their audience is. I know that's a big question. I'm just asking if there's a, a small piece that you kind of continually come back to to remember your audience. That's a good question, and honestly, I've got nothing smart to say on that. To be quite honest with you, um, in the moment, I, I do. Um, I mean, we, we research the, the cultural um, background of our audience based off of surveys that we do mm. to know that we have 25% who are Catholic, who are now attending, who are former in, in Catholic, um, their faith life. And then we have 25% that are Bible church. We have 25% that are Baptist and roughly 25% who are Church of Christ. That's kind of the makeup of who we are. And so we... we um, we have a very eclectic and we, we communicate um, opportunities in a variety of ways, depending on what the tone is that we're trying to get across. So we'll use sometimes very effectively. It's humor really captures people and makes it a, uh, a more um, interesting moment for them that they make it memorable when they walk away. So we do try to bring humor into it, but we're also being really careful not to um, make it. Um, 
um, sacrilegious or two, mm. because when they when people who have a, of a Catholic background, they're used to a, a less intense worship experience. Mm-hmm. And so there, we have quite a few of those that come to our acapella service. Every mm. Sunday we do an acapella service at one of our campuses where there's no instrumental music because it really touches on those who are of a Church of yeah. Christ background. So it is it is knowing your audience, but other than that, that, that's probably the best off the top of my head I could say. No, I think what I hear you saying there is that that getting those doing getting the information, whether it be from a survey or, you know, anecdotal evidence over the course of time, that having that information is super important. But then the way to continue to know your audience is refer back to that information. Don't let some work that you've done in the past just go to the wayside, but actually, you know, continue to reference it and continue to put it in places where you'll see it and it'll keep coming to the front of your mind. I mean, would that, would you kind of say that's the essence of it? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Great. Jerry, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The last thing that I'd like to ask is, um, would you mind praying for for this Easter and for the communications directors out there who are doing everything that they can to prepare their church and their people for, for what we hope uh, God will use as a powerful, powerful Sunday uh, across the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be honored to. Thank, thank you. you. Father, we come to you now, and we are grateful for the opportunity that you've given us, what you've entrusted to us as your servants to help communicate your truth. is uh, It's a powerful message, and the same power that raised Christ from the dead is in us and, and, and in those that will be coming to experience um, and celebrate the Easter resurrection morning. So we pray for the teams, the communication teams, those who are designing the graphics, those who are, are even now facing trying to find out those answers that they need in order to prepare for this this great celebration on Easter. We pray that you'll give them strength, you'll give them wisdom, you'll give them the courage they need to to raise up and bring those conversations to the forefront that need to happen. And we pray that you will work in a powerful way in all of these worship services across the world, Father, that your name would be honored and glorified in all that is done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jerry. You're welcome. Thank you, Dave. Well, there you have it. Part two of my conversation with Jerry True. I hope that was super uh, insightful. I hope that our conversation was an encouragement to you, and I hope that you were blessed as I was uh, by the prayer at the end of the uh, of, at the end of the conversation. There, um, I know that right now, me personally in my spiritual walk, guys, I am just running. Uh, on a very empty status and I don't like it. I want to get back to that place. You know, that place where, where you feel like your spiritual life is banging on all cylinders. Life has a way of sucking pretty much every ounce of energy out of you. And unless you make knowing God, knowing his story, understanding his word, uh, part of your daily routine, it is so easy for that to just fall to the wayside. And I have to confess that in many ways it has fallen to the wayside. So I would appreciate your prayers uh, for myself. But, um, but on top of that, um, I would, uh, I would appreciate if you would lift our overall community up in prayer as we approach Easter here. One thing I want to throw at you before uh, we close out this final sneak peek episode is I was on church marketing sucks.com and I saw an article by Kelly Hartnett uh, from April 16th, and it's titled, I Must Be Doing This Wrong. 
I loved the article, guys. I could break it down right here and pretty much repeat everything she said, but she said it so much better than I ever could. So just go to churchmarketingsucks.com. I'll put it in the show notes for here, but go to churchmarketingsucks.com. Look for I Must Be Doing This Wrong by Kelly Hartnett. If you have ever felt self-conscious about the job you're doing, like you're not Um, you're kind of just meandering and it's only a matter of time before people figure out that you don't know what you're doing. Go check out this article. It is extremely encouraging and very insightful. Kelly is actually one of the speakers, one of the presenters at the upcoming certification lab, uh, in June of this year. It's actually June nine and 10 in Atlanta, Georgia, actually in Dallas, Georgia, just a a suburb of Atlanta. And it's happening at West Ridge Church. And this is put on by the Center for Church Communications. And that's kind of the mothership here of the church marketing podcast. So I would invite you to check that out. CFCCLabs.org slash certification. Uh, I would love to be there. Unfortunately, this time around, I am not going to be able to attend. I have a little one that, uh, that came to us about six weeks early. So early on in January, and I am doing everything that I can to spend as much time at home with my little new little baby boy. But if they decide to do one of these in the future, you can rest assured that as long as I don't have another child and who knows? I may have another child at that point too. But as long as I don't have a brand new child, I would want to be at this certification lab. Go to cfcclabs.org slash certification. Again, that's the website. And you can check out information about what you can expect at this lab certification, as well as watch a great uh, conversation. It's about 27 minutes long, and it really gives you a full idea of what's going to be covered at this event, June 9 and 10. Now you got to sign up ASAP if you want to get $100 off. I'm not sure when the early adopter discount is going away. So don't wait, go register, get signed up, get the extra, uh, the extra percent or the extra amount off and, uh, and secure your spot, which space is limited, secure your spot uh, for this incredible, um, for this incredible opportunity. All right, guys, It's been great. These four mini sneak peek episodes have been a lot of fun. We will see you next month with our first full-length episode. Until then, my name is Dave Shrine. You can follow me on Twitter, at Dave Shrine, or you can check out my blog, DaveShrine.com. Now, do come and follow me on Twitter. I would love for you to peek in, say hi, and we can start having a conversation Um, in Twitter and let me know what I can do in future episodes, future podcast episodes to speak directly to the situation that you are going through, that you are experiencing uh, at your organization, at your church. This is here for you. It's not a a self-serving deal. This is a way for our, our people, our church communication people to grow across the board. So however I can help you through this podcast, please let me know. Otherwise, um, Uh, or I guess I should say until our full-length episode, I will see you on the flip side. Shrine out. Out.